Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I am the first one, I'm the first one, not Billy, not Steve, not Nick, but me. Episode 116, the Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you live and hot. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness, joining me each week are... Stone Cold Steve Wojtowicz. Ooh. Rakishi. Nick, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Wow, you, you you all should have heard us five seconds before we came on air. It was hilarious. You'll know you you would know exactly what that was all about if you did. But you'll <laughs> never know. Well, I'm I'm okay. sure you're gonna put this at the end, right? This is like after that was after show stuff. We'll see. Yeah. Wow. Stay tuned. Maybe you'll get a little insight. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go grab my thong. Oh, thong, thong, thong. I just actually envisioned <laughs> that, and it was. It it made me what it made me the, want to cry. Well, th- was, we saw Rikishi in this thong. I mean, that was wild. was that called the stink face, right? That's what yeah. that move was. <laughs> I, think that, I believe that was. <laughs> I believe it was. All of our teams are are not playing. They're all on summer vacation. This is and and there's just all this fucking speculation going on on Twitter right now, and it's just it's the absolute worst dead time for yes. fucking hockey. Uh. At least in August, when it is dead. You get some signings. You get a little bit of action maybe once or twice a week. This is just – there's nothing. It's all speculation. Uh, conference just, finals are happening. It's just fucking brutal. Well, I, yeah, there, there is hockey going on, but Jesus, are they, is this, are they even serious? I mean, I guess you could say the, uh, the Eastern Conference final could have gone either way, right, those two overtime games. It's, it's a oh. series until the home team loses. Uh, I agree. So tonight and tomorrow will will dictate a lot to see in terms of how deep they go. Right, but I I got a question for you. When is is, is Carolina? Do they like like it? It makes sense that Rod Brindamore is the coach of this team because he came from the Flyers organization that doesn't understand that goaltending wins in the playoffs. And if if you have two goaltenders, you don't have one, right? That's the saying. Yeah. And flopping back be back and forth between Anderson and Ranta is just proving the point that if you have two goaltenders, you don't have one. Why is he flip-flopping? Was it to give Anderson a break after a four-overtime game? Was, was that, that the mentality there? No, they've been doing that all year. It's not um, – I think it's just a throw a different, a different look at the, you know, the Panthers. They haven't seen goalie be, style. Yeah, they don't seem to be completely sold on either well, guy. Well, Anderson gave up one, two goals in seven periods in game one? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have done it, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think it was that what bad. What look do you have to give them? <laughs> I mean, well, this, the, the point is here that I think this is the Achilles heel of the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs is goaltending. And if they're going to fix it, 
It's not going to be Brendan Moore's coaching. It's not going to be because their offense is, you know, is not good. It's not because their defense couldn't score or, or hold the lead or protect the lead. It's goaltending. It is. It has always been goaltending. And if Carolina is going to fix this, they need to fix it in net. But but can you just change like like Nick said, you've gotten the whole season playing this way. Can you just all of a sudden in the playoffs just go, Freddie, it's your net? Yep. Absolutely. Yours to lose. Yeah. It's I mean, assuming somebody takes takes the reins there and yeah, gotta ride the hot hand. Makes the most sense. I mean, but they lost. So is that the hot hand? Matthew Kachuk is the hot hand. Well, yeah, I mean, but you lost, you lost the game. So how could you say Florida. we're going to ride you because you're the hot hand, even though you you lost? Eh. You could play, play well in a loss. Exactly. I, didn't wa- I didn't watch exactly. the game. Exactly. That's what I thought. No comment well from anybody. Loss. Good. I, I win. Next topic. What? I, I, was, I agreed with you. Hello. I know. It's my mind. I win. With you. Hello. I win. Next topic. Go. Uh, I for I don't know. I'm having a mental block with Vegas Dallas. I I just can't get into that series for some reason. Um, I'm I just can't. I just can't get into it. I'm I'm you gotta, into. You got to know Florida. somebody at this point. You got to know somebody that roots for one of the teams so you can root for the other team. Because fuck you, Lenny. I don't want the Stars going to the finals. So you wow. just got to. And fuck Carolina. I don't want Carolina going in the files because fuck you, Randy. Randy, Randy, you're a sickness. You're a fucking sickness. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't think you have much to worry about. Florida is kind of a team of destiny right now. They've been just playing out of their minds. And, you know, it's not recent. It's been a while. I mean, outside of Edmonton, they were the hottest, they were the hottest team of, in the NHL coming into the playoffs. But we all knew that Edmonton was not a playoff team, obviously. They, they yeah. can't no. play defense. But this team, they got everything, man. They were, you know, what, a year away from – removed from a uh, President's Trophy? Yep. And then they traded Hubedreau away, and then they got Kachuk. And honestly, I thought they did pretty good in that trade because Hubedreau was, you know, what, almost 30? And, you know, Kachuk was just turning 20, yeah. 24. I mean – yeah. Simon's a long-term deal. Yes, they, no, they definitely lot. they definitely won that trade right. if you're gonna agree. But my, I mean, my favorite new thing of our yeah. podcast is Nick yeah. trying to pronounce last names. It's <laughs> it's my new favorite fucking thing. Nick, the past oh, couple of weeks has butchered some names. Who was the defenseman that went from Philadelphia to Arizona? That's well, that, that's Bill. Oh, he that's got Bill. Bill. That's, yeah, Bill. that's not me. That that one's Bill. Just you know, figured maybe. But yeah, but yeah, but anyway. So my point was that you know, this team is really good. They have, you know, plenty of good players. Barkov's a freaking Selkie nominee. Um, and like, when I say, I mean like top five, he's not like, you know, just right. nominated. He's fucking great. And by the way, he had one of the prettiest goals of I've seen in quite some time. Unreal. A fake, a fake between the legs, go backhand, absolutely fake out the goalie. Oh, brilliant. In the playoffs. Was that to tie the game? Was that the, I can't remember if that was tied. No, game that was to give them a, uh, a first, one nothing lead, goal. and then Carolina yeah. tied it late. What a fucking goal! And yeah. that guy is just—I mean, their team is just playing out of their minds. Kachuk on obviously on fire. Two overtime fucking goals to win it. Two games in Carolina. Now they're home right now playing. Um, I mean, if they win tonight, 
They go three zero. And then and they got Bob, Bob Skorsky in net, right, Nick? Well, yeah, that you, that was listen for as much as Carolina Bobrovsky. can't figure it out. Bobrovsky has really <laughs> answered the bell, and he's always been a good goalie. Yeah, yeah. he's always well, he's, been a good he's goalie. always been a very highly paid goaltender. Um, I'm sure he's he's gone through his his own thing, but I I I wonder if Spencer Knight did not get injured, would he have even dressed for any of the playoff games early? Because that Lion guy started the playoffs. Well, he wouldn't Panthers. have been up though, right? Yeah. If Knight doesn't go in, in, I think it was more it was uh, the substance abuse program or or some sort, and it wasn't like an injury injury. Um, was it really? I thought he got injured. No, he wouldn't have even. Lion wouldn't have even been playing. Huh. But it, I, yeah, I thought it was like something to do with mental health, like the mental health program. Listen, I'm I'm sure you're right. But how much did we make fun of Bobrovsky all season long for being this overpaid goaltender, and now he's proven that he deserved every Dude. bit of that contract. If, even if they don't win the cup and they just make <laughs> the finals for Florida, I think it's a, a, a this, I think that contract is is worth it. Oh yeah, this team is one of those teams that they should have been in the finals. You know, last year they were amazing, they were great, and then they fell apart. But this year, it took them a long time to figure it out. Like, they they made the playoffs what in the second to last game of yeah. the season. I mean, they barely made it. And Carolina on the last day of the fucking season could have put them out of their misery. And now they're going to get a fucking house. And now they're going to get maybe even swept. Yeah. <clears throat> so not only that, but you had – well, actually, no, they couldn't have lost in then. It, was, it wasn't the last – they're already in. They were already in. They were in before the Isles and the Penguins. But whatever. Anyway, the point being, they are – No, they, they won that game against Carolina to make the Penguins game meaningless. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. I guess you're saying. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so this this team took all this time to figure it out. They got there finally, and it they almost even lost to the Bruins. They, by the way, we all know that 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 was a team that best team regular season team ever, and a complete team. And they put them all the way to Game Six, and Marshawn almost ended the game with like that one that under last a, second, right? Yeah, under a second, Bobrovsky made that save. That save. Is going to be the that's, fucking save. That's that the spark plug. That's they the spark score plug. in overtime, win game six, win game seven, knock out the best team, knock out. Yeah, uh, they played after that. Uh, not Devils. They played um, T- Toronto. Toronto. Toronto, and they just like cruise. <laughs> Steamrolled uh, Toronto. Um, even though they think they lost the what the first two games was it. Doesn't matter. I, I think still, they only lost one still, game. Yeah, they okay, only lost still, one still, game. They, they won the they lost the first game. I think it was. And they won the next four. They were. I think Remember? they were up three nothing. I think they were up yeah, three. Yeah, they nothing were three nothing. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, it was matter. a steamroll. Steam steam it was a steamroll. Steam and now they're gonna they're gonna if they beat that if they beat Carolina tonight they'll be three nothing on the second best team in the Eastern Conference before they even get to the West. I mean, you know, honestly, the West, Dallas and Vegas are good teams, obviously. I don't know if they're going to have any fucking success against this team if they continue this 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 trajectory. I mean, how the fuck are you going to beat them? They're they're playing yeah. like Maggie Chuck is running out the door two games in a row. Like that was awesome. They're having that was having, incredible. I mean, how insane is it to do it once, but to do it twice in the same run? And you know, like they're obviously having fun. They're gelling. I mean, I, I listen. 
but I think we'll, we'll probably I think we'll have this segment later. But we've talked about you know if you play hockey you know, with teams and all of a sudden you start to gel, you know it starts to become fun. You start to like do well, and all of a sudden it just all clicks. And that's clearly what's happening right now. They're just firing all cylinders, and I don't know if, if they're going to be stoppable at this point. I mean, if they win tonight, it's going to be really hard to get to, to beat them. Just getting out of the East was a fucking challenge because of every killer team in the East. But <laughs> I don't know if the West could do anything about it. We'll see, though. We'll see. Bill, what were you going to say? What do you mean? Were you going to uh, say? I thought you were going to oh, okay. So <laughs> let me ask you, as it relates to our team, specifically Tom and I, does this mean Brunette maybe wasn't that great of a coach? Does this, does this mean like maybe the, the, the shine on him has kind of worn off a little because of the fact that they're having success without him. So maybe it really wasn't his, but is Paul Maurice much- that, that better of a coach? I don't think it matters. It's just sometimes it, the, the team just works. But maybe yeah, he didn't have that much. That's what I'm saying. Of, maybe he didn't have that much to do with their success. <laughs> no, but I think it's a little bit more of addition by subtraction by getting rid of Huberdo and yeah, whoever the other Weager. guy was. Weager. And and getting and Weager. getting a Matthew Kachuk, you know. So and maybe that's not addition by subtraction, but it's um it it changes the chemistry and the complexion of your team a little bit. And I th- I think that maybe has more to do with it than than Brunette. Which, and I said all. Go ahead. I said all year they were. You know, uh, I didn't like the trade for Florida. I didn't. I didn't. I thought. Uh, I thought they were giving away a lot with Huberto and, and Uyghur. And I mean, through the first several months of the season, it was playing out like I kind of expected. I, Florida. Florida was. You know, didn't seem like they were that relevant. And uh, I mean, now Kachuk, obviously, with the with the two overtime goals to start the conference finals i mean he's he's put me in my fucking place that's for sure but uh everybody yeah, Bobrovsky, I, mean, I, I didn't i think Bobrovsky was this kind of guy i mean uh yeah so yeah to next point i mean something's just happening they're just some, they're gelling they're they're just hitting their stride at the exact right time brunette's being being tied to calgary now with obviously because of huberto and, and Uyghur being up there to give them mm-hmm. a jump start it, and it, and well, you know what it makes perfect fucking sense for him to go up there makes if absolutely he wants a to lot transplant if he wants to move his family well listen i mean i mean calgary i mean you can offer a coach anything you want right but it's it's getting huberto to play like that 100 point guy he was in florida um again and i, th- I think they want to catch lightning in a bottle with the, the guy who coached him right so um, we spoke last week a little bit about, um, the penguins in their GM search and what could happen in Toronto and all these little crazy little things that could get Mike Sullivan to the New York Rangers, which again, don't think is going to happen. Um, but Kyle Dubas was released by the, by the Toronto Maple Leafs and the penguins have asked for permission to speak with him. Um, Bill Dubas coming over. I mean, you 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 got to think he he keeps Sullivan, even if if Toronto releases um, Sheldon Keith. Um, I still you still got to believe that Mike Sullivan's gonna gonna be the coach. And and you know what he he's gone on record in the in the Pittsburgh media saying that he's dedicated to this team. He wants to stay here. All the, all the things that you expect a guy who's under contract and currently coaching the team to say. 
Well, yeah, um, he's, he's not going to say anything different. No, that, of course even not. If, what what even the fuck did you want the guy to say? Even if he has a boner to go coach the Rangers, which I, I don't think is the case. I mean, uh, you know, he's no. obviously not going to say anything different while he's under contract. But uh, he, I mean, he has been a key in the in the GM search. Uh, the FSG is is leaning on him to and and looking to him for guidance uh, going forward. So it it would be a pretty stunning turnaround to to see him out of a job uh, because he would presumably hire the person who would would not want to uh, help help hire the person who would not want him to be the coach. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there they are there are. Um, I mean, Dubas rumors are, are going on from a lot more teams than just the Penguins, but but uh, there there has been kind of the the rumor that if they were to hire Dubas, he might even go into the president role, and uh, and they might look at somebody else for the GM role in Pittsburgh. Um, so uh, so yeah, a lot of there's a lot up in the air. No decisions have been made, but um, it's a long shot to see Mike Sullivan, you know, go because he helps bring in somebody that doesn't want him to be the coach. Doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense, but. Like a like I mentioned to you guys, so, you know, sometimes those those crazy crazy ranger rumors just end up stupidly happening, uh, despite all all common sense. So uh, I I sure hope that's not the case. Well, this has been interesting because it it's that quiet season we were saying before, and the the noise out of Toronto lately, or from the, at least from the beat writers, and like you know, uh, Friedman was mentioning this today too, that Dubis apparently wants full control and apparently there was a speculation because you know maybe it's just people making this shit up but also i mean dubis getting pushed out um he wanted shanahan out he wanted full control and that was not that wasn't gonna happen <laughs> not gonna God. happen right obviously no so like so so what could but what happened what happens if if he goes and says i want full control where i go and maybe penguins go you know what Hey, here you go. He's the guy. Like he's, well, I'm he's not sure trouble. how much, how much is Fenway sports group? How much do they know about hockey? How, how, how many hockey guys they got in there to, to know what the, what the frig is going on. Right. Why do you think Mike Sullivan point. has been so instrumental in finding the guy who's going to be his friggin' boss? Yeah. But look at like, but look <laughs> at know? Dubis. He looks like a, like a giant nerd, man. He's young giant nerd. And they're like, Hey, this guy's going to win us cups and they're just going to hire him, give him all the money, give him all the, the control fire everybody they want to and someone's going to do it i don't know if it's the penguins but i, I get the feeling that if there's smoke here that this is actually happening maybe maybe he really it's going to happen maybe that's what happened there and he just was like oh you know i want time off blah blah it's really just a bullshit and it's just like give me all control you know shit ton of money look what i did for you and you know pay me now and hey someone's going to do it because there's not a lot of good gms out there there's only a handful of really good gms and you know he makes shit happen whether or not they had success in the, in the playoffs a lot of shit's happened he cleaned up a lot of things in toronto after lou left and he made a lot of moves and i think that's kind of what people look at they look at they look at those impactful things the amount of trades they make and he made a lot of fucking moves so i mean it could happen how many moves Tom's, were were like forced though, especially this year? How many how many of those moves came down from the top saying we got to do this? Do you know? Well, contract uh, year, right? So he had to. Yeah, could be. Yeah, that could be uh, with the relationship with Shanahan that you're talking about too. Yeah, I mean, uh, how much he was pulling the strings on on Dubas, and I think he might be kind of relying on that that uh, perception 
to to kind of shop his worth going forward. But uh, but to your point, Tom, about uh, what does FSG know about hockey? You know, I I think the one thing that we're going to see when this GM search is over um, is that as as a as a entity that is mostly a baseball entity at FSG, and and the way things have gone in baseball with with just the, the sheer push on on analytics just a blind push on on analytics above all else i think that's the kind of guy you're going to see the pen if it's dubis or not i think i think a heavily analytic a heavy analytics guy is, is going to be running the show for the penguins as opposed to a guy like a brian burke or ron Hextel. yeah but the, the and i think that's why burke was brought in there because he was he was a hockey guy it's same thing with dolan did actually would say there back in the early 2000s see you know nolan didn't dolan doesn't know a shit about hockey he knows he thinks he knows a lot about basketball, but isn't no jack shit about hockey. That's why he brought in Sather to kind of hand him the keys to the castle and go, okay, do what you need to do in here. You, you're the hockey guy. And First I think all, the Fenway Sports on. Group is is kind of on that same kind of notion. That's why they I think they brought Burke in. They wanted Burke to be that guy that they can hand the keys to the castle to and say, okay, build it. But I mean, that was that was doomed to begin with. And I mean, if we all said that that was doomed to begin with, it's shocking that that they couldn't see that. Just you guys to come back to your point, though, Dolan doesn't know shit about any sports. Just, <laughs> OK, oh, maybe I, maybe I was uh, doesn't know you. about music, doesn't to. know anything about cable companies. No, it doesn't uh, know anything about cable TV, doesn't know anything about anything. We just got to put that out there. OK, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Despite the Knicks success in the very well, he very had near nothing recent. to do with that there's 20 plus years <laughs> of just absolute just dis- just disgustingness there okay so let's just gotta put that there sorry have to agree and Carm- i saw something carmelo anthony announced his retirement really he was still he was still viable to- <laughs> uh, first, he, did, he didn't play first- so pretty much <laughs> he didn't really? have a choice he didn't it's play like yager season. coming and announcing he's retiring from hockey my first oh, thought shit. was yager still playing play. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good player a career all-star yeah but there was re- there's things on twitter today saying uh should his number be retired i'm like what did he do in new york where not in new york Maybe in Denver, but he had he one his... playoff year. And if Not memory here, serves ever. me correctly, Never. he sucked in the playoffs that year that they made the playoffs. The Knicks. Yeah, it's like revisionist history. Like he was very good scorer. Yes. Amazingly good at shooting jump shots and all this shit. But okay, I got to put my foot down. Are we talking zero. basketball now? Are we talking zero basketball? Home, zero success. I thought we were talking home. about Yager. Okay. Saying, just saying. Sorry. Well, Yager was in feelings. Pittsburgh this week. Why the hell was Yager in Pittsburgh this week? I didn't know he was in Pittsburgh. Visiting friends? Have you not been on the shitter for the past two days? He's pretty wealthy. Yeah. He can he can fly about the, the world. Yeah. Yeah. They say fucking Peter Laviolette is on the uh is either at or near the top of the Rangers list to be coach. Oh, good for you. I fucking hate this Good news more than you can possibly imagine. Uh, if Peter Laviolette is the coach next year, why did you get rid of Gallant? Why? Just so you can have another guy give this a shot? Chuck Knobloch is the guy. Chris Drury, hire Chuck Knobloch. He's a, he is an avid listener, so I bet you he's listening. Yeah, well, very, I, very intently right now. It's been proven everybody listens yeah. to the show. That is Everybody. True. It's true. 
All right. That's going to do it for the professional portion of, of, of hockey for tonight. Certainly not the um, because we are so of the because we are so fucking bored. We are bringing back the top five list, baby. The top five again. I just can't wait to do the top five again. The life I love is making top fives with my friends, and I can't wait to do the top five again. They are back. We were going to have a 45-minute episode tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, t- tonight's top five list comes from our own Bill Fougere, who suggested that we give our top five personal hockey moments. Could be a game. Could be us playing. Could be anything surrounding hockey that uh, uh, that's, uh, that was very memorable. So, uh, Bill, you are going to lead us off then. Oh, okay. Okay, well, my number five is uh, one that happened just a few weeks ago when my when my son scored the double overtime uh, championship winner uh, for his uh, for his Woodbridge team. Uh, yeah, that was my number five. I, I figured your list was going to be littered with Casey stuff. By the way, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, that, as much as I like the Penguins, that's my favorite team. Is whatever team he's playing for. Got to admit. Nice. All right, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Uh, my number five is actually the only professional hockey game that's going to be on my list. And that was uh, getting to see Gretzky score a hat trick in the playoffs. I think mm. as a, as a hockey moment, personally, that was that almost trumps almost just about everything professionally. Nick. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Number five. I didn't know. I don't, I didn't think I had five to be honest. Uh you don't really like hockey, huh? You re- you hate <laughs> hockey. Nice. How about how about almost hate killing hockey. Michael Peck on the Long Island Expressway? I mean, that's got to yeah. be on there somewhere, right? You know, that's actually higher up there because that's kind of like a that's a combo. It's a combo thing. It's a that that one's that's a lot. That's just further down there. Don't fucking spoil it, you bastard. Um, <laughs> I think uh, just playing hockey as a kid. I'm just going to go in general. Like I did a lot of, I played a lot of hockey in my neighborhood as a kid. I just went like, I just found people. I just brought a, I just played, took a ball, my stick and the skates and just skated around with like maybe my neighbor, maybe somebody else and just found people to play with. I, that was like a memory, a core memory as the, the millennials will say, um, or Zillennials, whatever bullshit. Anyway, that, that was kind of my thing. I would just do that. I would skate around, find random people playing hockey and used to, as we were kids, it, would, it was it was prevalent all over the place, and meet people that way. So that's preferred. My number five, uh, and my number five is is kind of a general one as well. It's uh, every Condors championship we ever won, um, specifically ones that we all won together. Um, and another Condors memory is there was a there was a player that played with the team. His name was Anthony. He played maybe two seasons, and it's this weird thing. Like when you've never played with somebody and you line up as a defensive pairing with them and like you gel the instant your skates hit the ice together. For some reason, he and I just played so well as a unit, as as a defensive pairing. I've never had that kind of chemistry with another teammate ever before or ever before that or since then. Oh, I, that thanks. I, I lined up defensively with you yes. sometimes. Exactly. Uh, no, I appreciate that. No, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> my point. <laughs> okay, my, I get that. My number four 
uh, was the 1996 World Cup of Hockey. Um, I make fun of the call because I was never an Emmerich fan, but when Amante <laughs> broke the tie, holy shit. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great one for U.S. Hey, hockey. You know what? Canada may have invented hockey, Bill, but USA perfected <laughs> it. Everybody knows sure this. Everybody, Everybody knows this. Knows brilliant this. marketing people. Uh, we in in my number four is when we played at extremes for roller. We used to we used to do those Ironman tournaments, mm. and there was there was one tournament that we played where it was I think either the semifinals or the quarterfinals. I scored a, an overtime goal, and it was just it was it was the, just a fucking great feeling. It was. It was better than I, I thought it would one. be. It was it was fucking amazing. I, I I was that is like one of my like when I think about roller hockey, I think about that moment and scoring that goal because it I was, was concussed was, on the bench. It was all of us. It was great. What's that? But you remember, I was concussed in that game. Uh, oh, I th- <laughs> were you really? I punched during, Steve yeah, in the face game? in celebration. Yeah, I know no, that. that wasn't... <laughs> but I remember watching you score, and I started crying because my head was fucked up. And I just wow. I just started crying at the bench, like. <laughs> and then I played the next night game, night. and then I played the next game too, night. and I scored a goal in that game, completely concussed. And I'm and for for six months when I sneezed, I I just put my head down for like ten minutes and <laughs> and suffered. I didn't even know I I hit Steve. I didn't even know I hit you in the <laughs> face until like it was after the game and we were packing up. You're like, I was like, what happened to you? He's like, you fucking punched me. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. That was when I, I probably had a visor on at the time too. Yeah. Like that was before we wore cages. <laughs> yeah. Nick. Oh man, three. So you're gonna make me think back to this uh, Iron Man tournaments uh, number four. It's a three on three tournament uh in at uh it wasn't at extremes it was at um uh in edison but inman and inman yeah and And, uh i remember because it was really memorable because basically i think martin kovich reached out was like hey you want to play this tournament i was like sure i got nothing to do for that weekend whatever and and uh getting there i expected to get you know house like i thought we were gonna like you know i don't know i didn't know what to expect and i remember uh it was jimmy schultz i think yeah yeah Jimmy was playing with us and he was on fire. I played fantastic defense. Markovich did Markovich things. I can't remember who else. I can't remember. Blue kisses and got penalties called. Yeah, yeah. He just, he didn't, he didn't, uh, you know, he, he didn't do things that would like, you know, mess up the play. He didn't, he just played well. Everybody played well. We won the whole tournament. I think Jimmy won the, the MVP of the, the tournament. I think I got like best defenseman or something. I don't know. It's it just like one of those things where like everything just, just fell it, into place. Yeah. It shouldn't have, but like, you know, it's, it's like one of those games, like, you know, and, and you guys remember Jimmy playing when some days, like I remember when we first started playing, he wasn't like that great. He was like, he was okay. And I started, when I started playing the, the Condors and then all of a sudden a couple guys left and he became like our focal point of yeah. offense. And yeah. he just was like, there's some nights he just had like four or five goals. Just, you know, if he wanted to, all of a sudden just just skate every... right by you just turn the jets well, on and just right it by just anybody that. it was it was that ability to score and i mean like not just like you shoot the puck on that goes in like you just pick corners going yeah. you know opposite corner you know full speed and you're like how the fuck did that go in like how did you make that shot and he did that all tournament for that whole day and it was like ridiculous and it was just awesome and i remember being like this was just such a fun time like it, very rarely does that thing happen. It was great. 
Uh, number four for me is uh, the years 96 and 97 uh, having season tickets. There's not, that was like just such a unique experience being able to devote 41 days uh, throughout the season. season. Yeah. Throughout the season wow. to, to go to 41 games in a season was, was a very that's, unique that's a experience. Um, and that's, you know, that's the only time in your life you can do that is, yeah. is when you're in your like early twenties. And just don't don't have any responsibilities. So that's that's number four for me is, you know, it was a disappointing season in 96 coming off the cup. They didn't make the playoffs and then 97 uh, making the playoffs. But but those those couple of years right there when I when I had the the tickets. Who did you go with? Is he in jail now? (laughs) Um. (laughs) Did you write that down your planner? (laughs) So my number uh, my number three. Uh, is a 2009 Penguin Stanley Cup win. Mark Andre Fleury lunging out to block uh, Nikki Lidstrom's last oh, second yeah. shot, last second bid to tie. That's my number three. Man, man, oh man! I wanted, I wanted the fucking Penguin, uh, the uh, Red Wings to win that too. I, I was pissed off that the uh, the Penguins won. Anyway, sorry, Bill. Uh, my sorry. number three was actually. Uh, playing street hockey back in uh, geez back in the old neighborhood on Karen place in Edison uh, when I lived there and uh, we had a guy down the street his name was George Alts and he he was like he was the hockey guy of the neighborhood and he got everybody together we played in a snowstorm um, across the street um, off a door across dorm Avenue where we where we grew up and there was this this big parking lot in an industrial park that had just a couple of light posts. And we played, we played hockey at night in a snowstorm. I had, I was the goalie because I couldn't really skate. And it was okay. just, it was just fucking awesome. That the beginning of, that was my beginning of, of loving hockey. And it was, it was incredible. How many fights did, did George and Eddie get into <laughs> that night? um there was there was a lot yeah of course a lot there was a lot of course there was nick number three is uh one of my favorite islander goals of all time sean bates uh penalty shot in game four 2021 22 2002 2001 2002 saying 2020 uh 2001 2002 series against toronto down two goals, two games to one, three, three game, game four, Isles at home. Nobody, it was, nobody had lost a, a home game at that point. And uh, Sean Bates got pulled down on a, on a break, partial breakaway. They, 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 they called a, a penalty shot with like two and a half minutes to go in the game, tie game and at home. And Sean Bates, who had just come out of nowhere is, you know, just, you know, the lucky sevens line just had Mark Parrish, Michael Pekka, Sean Bates. They all had sevens in, the, in, in their numbers. And uh, they basically just uh, had a great season. They just all gelled. You know, Michael Pekka being probably the, the real focal point of that, but Parrish scoring, I think, uh, 30 something, 30 over 30 goals that year. Bates played fantastic all season. Bates comes down. And just roofs it over uh, Cujo's, uh, I think it was on his blocker side, 
and the whole place just erupted and the team mobbed him. Everybody knew the game was, was over at that point, you know, dead puck era. So they just, they were able yeah. to keep the puck, the game, uh, you know, tackle, the, tackle the other team when they got the puck. Everybody. Yeah. There was no, it wasn't matter. It was just, tackling. there was no, they penalties. Weren't calling it didn't matter. It didn't matter. But man, that was like watching in my dorm room, just like, you know, going crazy. It was, it was awesome. It was one of the, one of the best, best moments I can remember as an Owler fan, like that, that up to that point, because everything up to that point was pretty much shit. My earliest, earliest memories are like, you know, uh, Turgeon, mm. Steve Thomas, and then Turgeon getting, you know, destroyed by Dale Hunter. Dale Hunter. And then Ugh. terrible, terrible years, terrible years. And then that was the first playoff kind of experience that I could remember for a long time after 92, 93. So that was really uh a big one for me uh number three for me is just the countless games i've been to with uh, you three uh just any friend just getting together with a bunch of guys and going to see a hockey game that's i know that's another general one but that's something that's just they always wind up being the best nights my my number two i you know a lot of I, I have a lot that I didn't make my my top five that that would have included the Condors. I would have included my time as a Rangers fan and all sorts of stuff like that. There's a lot of great hockey moments over the years, so I just want to acknowledge. I won't go into my honorable mentions, but yeah, thank God. Uh, <laughs> but my number two uh, is going to be the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team, uh, the upset over uh, the Soviet Union. I was four years old at the time. I'm not going to pretend that. I'm going to sit here and tell you that I, re- I vividly remember everything as it happened or anything like that. I was way too young, but I do remember, you know, it, it was, it was broadcast at night. Um, and, and so like my dad came home from work and was like, we got to watch this game tonight. We're, we're all watching this, this USA hockey game tonight. And I didn't really get the significance of, of it at the time because we were the USA. We, of course we would beat everybody. I didn't, I didn't get the whole David and Goliath thing, but uh, it just, remembering just just kind of vaguely watching that in, in our living room uh and then you know just understanding the significance of that more and more as years went on just being really glad that i did was that i was told to sit down and watch it now if memory serves me correctly that game was actually played during the day yeah and yeah. then aired at night do you know if he knew the result of the game yeah isn't that what i said <laughs> <laughs> no i don't not what well, yeah no, he, came home, he, he came home you just said he, he came, came home, home and said you gotta watch it all you didn't say he knew yeah. No, oh, yeah, okay. i'm sorry yeah he did okay. yeah and he knew he knew he knew the result he had heard the results and uh and that's why when he uh, came home he was excited to even to more excited to, to say it. we gotta watch okay yeah. we're watching this yeah, yeah no they're just details to the story you can leave them out if you want <laughs> tom my bad <laughs> uh my number two involved billy's years as a ranger fan <laughs> There, there was one year in particular, though, that he said, um, I have tickets to the season ticket holder event because he did take over his season ticket holders for his dad. Um, and we uh, and we skated at MSG. And that night, uh, skating on, on the ice at MSG and being on ice level and, and, and kissing the ice and, and that whole night was just such a, such a memorable experience. It, Very was, unsanitary. it was amazing. It was it was an amazing. <laughs> you know how many people bleed on that ice? That's uh, so it, I, I would I would have fucking sweating. Licked. I, I almost licked the ice. People Your tongue would have got that? stuck to it. That that's you know what? That's fine. 
no problem. <laughs> Would have been all right. But I, you know, how many, we took countless pictures that night and, you know, Billy threw me in the fucking, he checked me into the bench and three weeks later, you got him back great. getting them developed. <laughs> <laughs> Good old days. Nicholas? Next number two. Number two, it would be the oh, previously alluded to um, <laughs> Toronto Islanders game, first game back in in New York after the Isles lost to Toronto previous year in 2020, 2001-2002. So this is the 2002-2003 season. So this, the, the game was – so why it's notable is that in the, in the previous playoff season – playoff series uh darcy tucker took out michael pecca and uh earlier in their season early in this in the um in the uh series i forget which game is i think it was game three if i remember correctly could be wrong maybe it's game four five i, I can't remember which game it was at this point but nevertheless uh so a lot of bad blood when i say he took him out he he, he went real low took his knee out blew his knee out uh pecca needed to get knee surgery and then subsequently soldier shoulder surgery for a different injury and he didn't come back for he was late to the season into the season. He was really not the same guy right away. And every Islander fan had marked down the first time they were playing in New York uh, against Toronto. And it was like, if I remember correctly, it was like December 6th or 7th. It was right around my birthday. And I got tickets. and I was like, I'm going to this fucking game. And we went for my birthday as like a whole thing. My parents, Tara, came. And we just, uh, I think I got my, my jersey there. Like my Isles jersey I still have today, my Dave Scatcher jersey. Pretty sure I got it at the game. Or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was later. I don't remember. Dave but Scatcher's I, mother doesn't even have a Dave Scatcher jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I have Dave Scatcher jerseys. I love Dave Scatcher. Third line center are the best. Anyway, game was out of control. The Coliseum was fucking just so loud. Every time Darcy Tucker was on the on the on the ice, he got nailed, and everyone fucking went crazy. Isles won the game. The place was absolutely the best place I ever watched a live game. By far, my favorite game I've ever seen. I don't think I can top it. It's just not really possible unless I go to like a Isles, you know, playoff like a win Stanley or something. Stanley Cup game, yeah. Stanley Cup, yeah. Like, cause yeah, exactly. Like, I just went to an Isles Carolina game in person, watched Isles win lose the series but they won the game it was cool it was great but it's not even close yeah. like not even nowhere near it and uh at the end of the game to be fair leaving, nick, to be fair nick to be fair. it was a fucking road game you went to just a couple <laughs> to weeks fair, ago uh, i mean was, it's not it like you went to a home game and the atmosphere wasn't great it you was, went to a road game and they lost so not, i gotta you know. i gotta i gotta say it was very awkward by the way going to a, a road game being one of probably a hundred people out of 16,000, um, you know, home fans. Very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy Ben was there with me to, uh, to protect you, <laughs> protect me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the best part of that whole thing is though, we're leaving, we're driving back. I'm in the car with Tara and she's driving in her car. Cause I didn't have a car at that time. So she's driving and we get to this, this light and we're trying to get, we have to make a left and, She's like, or we have to go straight, actually. We're in the wrong, we're in the left lane. We have to go straight. And she just is like in the wrong lane. We just, we just got too far over. 
And I'm like, you got to go straight, got to go straight. And she's like, all right, all right. And so I look over my right and, and then look at, I'm like, I'm going to tell him he's, the guy next to us, like, we're going to go this way. And it's fucking Michael Pekka. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, and, and just as I notice who it is, and he's giving me the, he's giving us the go ahead, like, go ahead. And just as the light turns, Tara goes and turns left and just is like, fuck this. And just goes and makes a, makes a left. And I'm like, ah, oh. you just cut off Michael Pekka. And <laughs> And that moment lives in infamy in our household because oh. you know, even Tara's, Tara's hearing me right now and she's yelling at me like, you're <laughs> fucking up! And, and, and well, I'm you, sure... You cut him off, I'm sure, I'm sure I, that I, I definitely didn't help in that situation. But it was it was a memorable night all around and uh, we had a good time. I can't wait to hear the Michael Peck recap of this incident on his podcast. <laughs> i'm gonna try and get them on one day we'll yeah, see that'll, if be, he remembers. that'll be sweet uh <laughs> be like yeah uh, do you remember me out on long island i was the one who yeah. cut you off oh wait that happened every fucking night after the game because people on don't you remember i was the shit. one who said you cutting <laughs> oh no hey people <laughs> remember weird shit i don't know that's most i'm sorry like, wait why the tom f- tom tom, tom yeah. i'm sorry i missed what you said could you repeat it <laughs> he said don't you remember me? I'm the one who sent you Counting Crows CDs. <laughs> Nick's laughing. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, 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 it was hilarious. Number two for me. Linger longer. Number two for me is uh, goes along with number three, but this one I have to dedicate to my wife. I uh-huh. am so lucky to to have a wonderful friend who became a girlfriend, who became a wife, that enjoys hockey and loves to go to games and lets me go to games on my own or with friends and doesn't yell or complain or, or say anything bad about it. She just loves hockey. She loves going there and being in the arena and just, she really gets into it. So I'm just very thankful and happy. And I really cherish that aspect of our relationship. How lovely. That's very sweet of you. Well, Bill, before you go, if you have any honorable mentions, I mean, no, 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 no. Number one, go. Number one uh, is, a, is my second Casey moment on my list uh, when he played his Bantam season and, and won their uh, league championship by uh, beating a team in the finals three to two after that, that team had started the season, beating them seven to two. Um, they ended up playing them in the finals and beating them three to two. And uh, it was yeah. not... This was, was not just game. a league championship, right? It was. Wasn't it that, was. It was. Thought it was, it was the state. League. Thought that was the state championship or something. No, or was that a different? No, no. It was. It was. It was the. It, it was the AHF. It was multiple states, really. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, Maryland, again, Maryland to New Jersey for the AHF. More important details that you're just leaving out there. Much bigger deal yeah. than just a league championship. But yeah, that was. I remember that. That was. One of my big regrets in his career was not just forcing myself to go down there and, and watch that game and capture it. I mean, you are his father, so you might as well. Have I might as well have been there. I don't know how it is. <laughs> might as well. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have, before I get to my number one, no. I have an honorable mention. Come on. Um, Jay Hutchinson's mouth is an honorable oh, mention. that's not nice. That's, <laughs> and, um, a it's dishonorable a mention. List. A dishonorable mention would be all those fucking Sunday eleven p.m. games 
How uh, is Jay's mouth not a dishonorable mention? You knocked out all of his teeth me. practically. I don't, it was, it, I don't know how fun it was for him, but. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a wonderful we, memory. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday 11 o'clock games were not fun. Uh, Can we just commiserate on that? I completely forgot about those, but those were bullshit. Those were brutal. The scheduling in general, the schedule not getting made until the week of the game was. And and listen, those 11 o'clock games, they didn't start until what? Quarter to 12. Quarter to 12. Yeah. Quarter to 12. It was so fucking brutal. Running late Uh, every single game. But, you know, my number one took took place after the 11 o'clock games at Chimney Rock Ice Rink. Uh, and that's where that same guy from my old neighborhood, George Altz, who was has been a family friend since I've been alive, um, was the closing manager for Chimney Rock Ice Rink in Bridgewater, New Jersey. And we would go and skate there. Steve would go. Billy would go. Uh, we would skate there till what, three, three, four oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah. It was just four, three, four hours of just nonstop skating on ice. And it was just. It was amazing. We did it what at least tw- twice a month, at oh, least yeah. once a month. Um, it was, just, uh, and that's, and getting, and that's, him, that's really just like, having George skate around you <laughs> with ease was, yeah, it wasn't humiliating at all. No, I mean, no, listen, yeah, this is where we, where, where we honed our skills. I mean, what little of that it was, oh, um, but yeah. this is where we, we enjoyed it, man. It was, uh, that those were probably my, that was my without question that that period of time where we did that was just was the best Nick. well uh my top memory of hockey of all time easily is winning junior olympics in uh over 18 in 2021 2020 yeah 2021 first year back from high from college and i'm getting back to together with my my group of guys i used to play with tom and steve got to so you play with them a couple of times when we were playing in Kennel Park. And uh, the first time we, we all played together, you guys were like, you guys are so, it's just too fast. Yeah. That's all I remember you guys saying. <laughs> and yeah, the, that rink was really fast, but, but in general, we, we were, they were, everybody we played with was really good. Um, but uh, I joined the team again. I was like, well, this was, I, I didn't go to nationals with them in the, in the this is ball hockey. Um in the month before, like right before we all graduated high school, uh, because I just didn't have a good thing with the coach, right? And uh, came back to the team, I bought new skates, I had these stupid Bauer uh, rocker skates, which I don't know if you've ever remember these, but they had these dumbass. Oh, yeah. and... Okay, I, like I those. bought these. Okay, so for the few of you have never seen them, they have like, in the middle two wheels in the middle. Had like a little rocking system where it like basically is you're always on three wheels you go forward or backward and i bought them right before i was doing like tryouts which was really just like come sign for the team and the coach it was a new coach and he like basically was like this kid can't fucking skate i couldn't stand up i was caught every time i had a turn or do whatever i fall down so eventually after a couple practices i tried to get this to work i just tightened them to the point where you can they couldn't move and couldn't made them like real skates Dumbest shit ever. He thought I couldn't skate. We played, you know, all the games prior, prior roll like to prior to like for regionals, and then we didn't make nationals, and we end up making uh, qualifying for Junior Olympics. So we go to the Junior Olympics, and we fucking drive up there, get there. It's a five-hour drive to Rochester, three of us in there, and 
we get there at like 11 o'clock at night and we find out half the team is broken down in a van two hours away. Ugh. I, who has been like, if you guys know me, I get like, I'm like a night owl. So I'm like, I can drive. Let's go. Me and my buddy whose car it was, we drove two hours back, meet them at a shady ass fucking Dunkin' Donuts. It's the only place in town that we stopped at that had like lights on. <laughs> get them, drive back, get to the, back to the hotel. At, like it was basically light out in the time we finally get back. I, we try to crash like everybody in one hotel room for about two hours, get up, go play the first game, lost that game. Just nobody had, nobody had any, any energy. We all took a nap, played the next game, managed to win the second game, and then completely turned it around after we went and just had a nice night. Like, we were, like half the guys are all over 21, went to strip club. The rest of us were playing cards. And then, because we couldn't go in, obviously, and then we just didn't lose a game the rest of the time. And I had the starting goal in the, uh, in the, in the, in the, um, the championship game, we played this team that we lost to the first the first game we lost to was to the team we were playing in the championships. I think they were much better than us, but they, had, they just clicked like we did. They all clicked. Everything worked. And uh, my first shift out there, I threw a shot on that just that the goalie wasn't expecting. Started the goal run. We got we were up 5 nothing at halftime, and then um, we ended up winning 5-3 at the end. We just held on. That team was fucking good. They just, they just ran to a bunch of bunch of schmucks that just could all of a sudden you know score goals and just get it by and make it all happen and it was like the best time like every night we, we partied hard we had fucking i mean like we drank or every night and then the last night i i one of the few nights where i got completely hammered and just woke up on the couch in one of the hotel rooms we have like all these pictures from my buddy my buddy who like you know he passed out they drew all over him, doing whatever they wanted, you know, all this crazy shit to him. And it was like one of those great times. Drove back and hung over, got home and went back to our lives. But man, it was like that microcosm of like three or four nights was just just catching hockey. lightning in a bottle, yeah. Hockey, all hockey for four days straight, whatever it was, drinking and partying and just everything clicked. And it was the best time. And we played we beat some really good teams. And, and it would, would never do that again. <laughs> just for those of you who are really paying attention to the podcast, what year was that actually, Nick? 2022. Or 22, 2002. I keep saying 2022. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify <laughs> that it wasn't 2022, as you had said originally. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. 2000, good. I'm pretty sure it's 2001. Actually, no. Sorry, 2000, 2001. Was first year back from college. Yeah, I think it was twenty. I think it was two thousand one. Yeah, that's so, summer. Okay, my bad. Just, just quit. Just quit. we got it. We got it. We're getting there. Okay, so my number one happened in the year two thousand ninety-seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was April seventeenth, two thousand ninety-seven, to Damn. be precise. Uh, being in the arena when Martin Brodeur scored a playoff goal. Oh wow! That rink could get loud. You know. As the as the as the playoffs progress, it would get louder. Obviously, that was a first round game, and I don't think I've ever heard a building louder than when when that goal was scored. So that's my my number one. Sweet. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's top five list. 
we will uh we're probably gonna have one again no next week. no we're oh, good we absolutely are we're, we're <laughs> and the good. topic is going to be thank you we're top good. five hockey memorabilia you own could be a jersey Ooh. could be something top five hockey memorabilia that you own i love it we're gonna do like a show and tell or i mean, if you want i mean i mean i mean look around the room i mean in my, my number room. one right here. oh number one right no here. question nice. without a oh, doubt nice. an honorable mention no doubt can't can't wait for the 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 next the week after i heard the list is going to be top five segments that piss steve off this, this is hold on let me write that down uh, while you're writing let me introduce everyone that piss so trivia with bill off. got it yeah. howdy this is going to be, we're going to get back on track. This is going to be so fast. This is so easy. Okay. The question. Gretzky. No, no. Uh, Damn, not, coffee. We're, no, we're not looking for a player. Um, the okay. The question. Puck. Hockey puck. No. Biscuit. No, no. We're scoreboard. Goal. Face off. Answer. Doc Emmerich. Arena. Ice. It's a, it's the a National number. Hockey League. <laughs> the answer is a number. The answer is going to be 2097. <laughs> no. That, 2022. That was, that was a great year. Also a great year. Um, 1994. Okay. How year. many 1944. No. <laughs> Seem very sure that it's going to happen this year. A couple overtime wins. I mean, uh, presumably could be a close series. But um, but yeah, the first time they made the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, how many years have they been around? Do that. That number. How many years prior to that had they been around? Subtract or including that. Um, Subtract the uh, nine months. I'm going to say it's including that year. You carry the four. I I got I, I got to give. I got to give Nick. Is it a remainder? Nick. Nick got it. Because no, it's got to say exactly on your card. What? It no, says it's nine not. months on your card. It does not no, say nine months. Well, it's one year, but but really, they were only around. <laughs> Why did you give us the answer? Why did you give us the fucking answer. That was wrong. Guessed, what he said was he wrong. It. He didn't. Say, he said nine months. If he said twelve right, months, okay, you got to get it. I tell you what. I want you to ask any woman who's ever been pregnant if nine months <laughs> equals a year. That's right. It may seem like it, Bill. You insensitive, uh, dumb shit. Well, Jesus. Take it up Christ. with the judges. Take it up with the judges. Oh man. All right, we got another bonus trivia. No, um, bonus trivia. Oh yeah, bonus trivia, baby. This was gonna be a tight forty-five. We're over yeah, an hour never now. Never had a chance to be a tight forty-five. Um, so we did last week. We did the um, bonus trivia. We did right up there, top five. But this week is going to be all-time goalie playoff wins leader by franchise. Martin there Rundle. are two goalies that lead two different franchises in playoff wins. Who are they? Patrick Andre Fleury. Uh, you're talking current players? Billy, what'd you say? Are you talking current players? All time. All time? All time. Rodor. Um, right? 
No, for two, he's looking for two franchises. Two franchises. Oh, he never won a he never won a playoff game with the St. Louis Blues. (laughs) I'm still saying Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury is one of them. And Patrick Waugh's not the other. It's the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, uh, Patrick Waugh leads the Colorado <laughs> Avalanche with 80. Yeah, he would not lead the Canadians. And Dryden oh, yeah, I guess, uh, has 80 for Montreal. Um, is it John Van Beesbrook, Billy's favorite? Oh, I was going to guess that too. Uh, uh, John nice. Van Beesbrook is not on the list. Okay. At all hmm. for any franchise. Hmm. Uh, Curtis Joseph. Curtis Joseph. Uh, is not on the list. Yeah. So it can't be a penguin or a golden knight. You're right, Bill, because Mark Andre Fleury was the. Oh, um, about Roberto Luongo. Roberto Luongo is not on the list. Kirk McLean. Hmm. Is the leader for Vancouver. I couldn't believe that. I'm going to say Eddie Belfour. Eddie the Eagle uh, leads the Dallas Stars with 44, but does not lead the Blackhawks. Dominic Hasek. That's a good one. Dominic Hasek leads the Buffalo Sabres with 37 wins, um, but he does not lead the Detroit Red Wings. In wins mm. by a goaltender. It's those damn original seven teams that get you. <laughs> J.S. Giger uh, leads the Anaheim Ducks in playoff wins with 33. That's it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. He went to Arizona? Ottawa after that? Or where'd he go after? after Arizona, no. Didn't he go to, to Arizona? Um, Sean Burke? Probably not. Never Sean Burke. The answer is never Sean Burke. Okay. <laughs> Unless it was, is this... was the Devils goaltender in 1987. No. Is this a goalie in the modern era? What? Is this a yeah, goalie well, in the modern me, era? Give us a generation, yeah, yeah. Uh, decades, maybe. Um. 70s, 80s, 90s, no, 2000s. I, 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 uh, uh, Grant Fuhrer. Grant Fuhrer uh, leads the Edmonton Oilers in playoff wins with 74. But that's it. I, I'll give you some in the two in in the two in the in the uh, in yeah, the 90s, 90s enough. 90s 2000 enough? to present. Okay. Okay. All right. Present. It's not like somebody way out there. That's, that's what we're trying to. It's not somebody understand. way out there. Okay. It's somebody you, you would go, oh, yeah. Craig Anderson? Craig Anderson is not on the list. Oh, I'm sorry. He is for Ottawa. He's tied with Patrick Laleen with 21. Uh, it's not Patrick Laleen. <laughs> no, it's not Patrick Laleen. <laughs> Who's a goalie that played for Carolina? And then Kevin Weeks. It's not Kevin Weeks not for Kevin anybody. Weeks. <laughs> Kevin Kevin's nodding and Craig Billing. Is it Craig Billington? 
Craig Billington uh, is not on the list. Did Henrik Lundqvist win any for uh, Washington? <laughs> no, mm. he did not. He didn't even play a regular season game for Washington. Oh, what's his name? No, he didn't play for them. Sergey Bobrovsky? Sergey Bobrovsky leads the Florida Panthers with 14 wins as well as the Columbus wow. Blue Jackets. With oh, good job. Sergey Bobrovsky. Bill with a clean sweep. <laughs> well done, William. We thought too Bill hard on that one. Clean I'm watching sweep. Bobrovsky play right now. And I'm like, What's his last good. name, Nick? What's his last Bobrovsky. name? Bobrovsky. Very uh, good. He, he was good with Bobrovsky. It was Very the Huberdo one that really threw him for Very a loop. Good. Speaking of Nick. Huber Goudreau. <laughs> And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Friends of Bravo podcast. We're going to the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's the 20 Questions Power Play. Rules are simple. Group is two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous player, person associated with one of the four Friends of Rivals' favorite teams. The group can ask up to 20 questions in rapid fire. Answers will only come in the form of yes or no. People have to make a final guess once they've hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. The group is successful. They win for the week and avoid shame for unable to win at a children's game. And away we go. This player associated with the New Jersey Devils. Yes. Hmm. Is this player associated with any of our other teams? <laughs> yes. Well, that's a waste. Oh, damn it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> person associated with the New York Rangers. Yes. Person associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Is this person associated with the New York Islanders? No. Okay, no. Rangers Devils. Is it? Did this player play in the 2000s? Yes. Did this player also play in the 90s? Yes. This player a defenseman? No. This player a Canadian? Yes. Player a goaltender? No. Is it Bobby Holik? It's not Bobby Holik. No. Canadian. No. Didn't, we, didn't he say Canadian? Yeah. Yep. Is it John McLean? No. Is this is this player better known for playing for the Rangers? Uh, no. Did this player win a Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils? No. Player left-handed. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, ready forward. Ready Canadian forward. And go. Nigel Dawes. No. <laughs> Walpa Dubney. Nope. <laughs> Brendan Shanahan? Nope. All right, last shot. shot. I got nothing. Oh Um, man, I I, I'm I'm literally drawing a blank. But Peter Sakura, he's Canadian. 
Yeah, well, that's all I got. And plus, he would have. I was going to say Gomez, but Gomez was American. Uh, yeah, it was American. American. Yeah, yeah. And he this was a lefty. Player, five hundred and twenty-two goals, five hundred and forty assists, over a thousand points. Pat Verbeek. He played in the two. He played in the two thousands. He played from eighty two, eighty three to two thousand one, two thousand two. He won a Stanley Cup. Ah, with the with Ducks, Dallas. right? Or Dallas, Dallas, Dallas with Dallas. Fuck. The, in the in the uh, <laughs> the uh, in the crease goal. Um, what was that two thousand ninety? Oh, Brett Hall. Yeah, Pat for beat. Yeah. Wow. Happy um, birthday, Pat Verbeek. Happy, wait, wait, Pat, just in case birthday? you didn't know this, oh, this Pat Verbeek's birthday is on three a day days from now. Why? So that's why you picked him. <laughs> that's it, right. It, three it, days from now. What his birthday is May 25th? May 25th. What Aww, a great, what a great I guy. I know that, Tom. What a great Even guy. Even more reason why you should have fucking known that. Yeah, like I I had no idea I should have a birthday <laughs> with Pat Verbeek. I had no Jesus, idea. Jesus, how did you not know that? I One of our no hosts. Idea. I had no idea. Can no you believe that he had, he had five over 500 goals, a thousand points, 1400 yeah. games played, though? I mean, it's on games, but that's unbelievable. I had no idea he, he had scored that many. Well, hey, 80s and 90s, you know, especially the 80s. Beak. All right, well, this was that's good. This is going to uh, take us to uh, the state and Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Uh, this one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Brought to you by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Uh, this one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2011. Please go to March 16. March 16th, 2011. March 16th, 2011 was a Wednesday. I had a granola bar for lunch. For lunch? I'm sorry, for breakfast. Okay. Lunch there was a seven-inch ham and cheese with right, a 20 right. ounce Coca-Cola Zero. When I do seven inch, that usually means that I went to quick check. Oh, okay. okay. Ham and cheese, uh, 20 ounce Coca-Cola dinner. You didn't, have it, you didn't have it written down? You went to quick from quick check? It's seven inches though. No, I didn't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, dinner was uh, at Wegmans. So it was probably a hodgepodge of different buffet style foods. Um. And the night culminated with a 7.50 p.m. hockey game at Inman where I scored one goal and had two apples. That's that's what uh, the kids call assists these days, apples. Good game, uh, dude. So goal nice. to assist. Why did you pick Wednesday, March 16th in the year 2011? 
the, uh, well, that obviously that uh, was the day I scored a, a shocking incident took yeah, place. I scored a goal and two assists. <laughs> yes, not so long ago in Russia, a 44 Russia. year old man na- own, uh, named only as Alexander K attempted to have sex with a raccoon. The predator bit a big piece of his wang off. Yeah. Alexander K, a native of Volgograd, uh, could never imagined that his outdoor weekend with his friends would have the most terrible ending possible. It was a men-only party with lots of vodka and dirty jokes. In the middle of the party, the men had a guest from the natural world, which looked like a cat, they later said. Uh, It was a cute black and white fluffy animal with green eyes and a gorgeous tail. You know what? I got to bang it. (laughs) God, what are you thinking? Uh, The unluckiest of men said, we decided to have fun and caught the beast. A friend of mine told me that the raccoon was kind, was a kind and caring animal. Where the fuck do they live there that, that they think the raccoons are kind and caring animals? Since we had no women in the company, I thought that the raccoon could take care of me, the well, man said. I mean, if you're not going to have women around, then definitely you absolutely have to go fucking animal. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, I agree. Alexander pulled out his dick and got down on his knees in front of the animal. The vicious raccoon suddenly attacked the man's pecker and bit a large piece of the man's pride. Alexander lost almost half of his two balls. Things you don't talk about in public. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) blood was gushing out of the lacerated wound his friends did everything they could to help their wounded brother and called the ambulance surgeons (laughs) said that they would not be able to do anything to recreate the twang they only managed to stop the bleeding and sent the man uh to the to a moscow-based institute of urology we were shocked with what we saw Uh, He could, uh, how could anyone ever think of doing anything like that? Uh, He was lucky that the beast uh, was healthy. Uh, We examined the body of the raccoon uh, and did not find any rabies. Did they kill the raccoon and bring it? Sounds like it. Oh my God. We told, uh, we told the man that he could have plastic surgery of the toilet to have it recreated. On the other hand, he obviously uh, needs to have his head examined, not Johnson. A doctor said, harumph, harumph. Tom's a creep. Tom is a weirdo. Where does he come up with the shit? It's so disgusting. And Wait, that's what happened created. March 16th, 2011. I'm- I'm out. They should recreate him. They should give him a metal one if he's going to go mess around with raccoons. I'm out. I'm not even participating. (laughs) Well, you said (laughs) I was a little too tame last week, so I disgusted. No, I'm out. What would possess somebody to possibly do this? 
Well, you're, oh. you're Russian and you're horny. What are you gonna do? They, they didn't bring well, it. In. It was a men men only party. Lots of vodka and dirty jokes. But no. still, no. no, no, it's not enough no. for me to want to have sex with a raccoon. Nope. nope. I guess there's no bears around. I'm not playing around. Well, the bear would have mauled him. Mm-hmm. In Russia, we nope. met false. Nope. Nope. Did I disgust you that bad, Steve? Yeah. Steve has drawn the line. Steve, I, I think we crossed. <laughs> this is where you draw the line. <laughs> Raccoons, not rails, broke not like inanimate objects. Jesus Christ. What's going come to? Oh, Stephen is broken. Oh, poor little guy. I feel like your your sex partner has to be within a certain percentage of your body size and weight. And once you go. Uh, a human down to a, just a small raccoon. I feel like you're violating that that percentage. What is the percentage? I think the raccoon felt that way too. Yeah, I, I would. I would agree. I mean, I would be tempted to put it at uh, sixty four uh, to sixty eight percent. All right, so a big sheep. I'm still good with. Okay. All right, just <laughs> for you, it would have to be a big sheep. Yes. <laughs> a sick ostrich, allegedly. What about a lo- like a little person? Again, I feel like if I'm five, I mean, they could be a third of no, no, of you, yeah, uh, no, definitely not. Possible. No, no, they're like three, three and a half feet plus. They like they're fucking. Listen to you. They, they little, they little people. They, they like they're little people, Steve. Well, they, I'm associating them as an entire group of people. It's they the, are the they, way you said they. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry, kidding. Brian. He meant nothing. He didn't mean. What I he... would. I would do that though. I would do that. <laughs> All right, that's definitely going to do it for us this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the air. And uh, don't while you're there, don't forget to turn on notifications for our podcast so you never miss an episode. Billy, say something witty. Well, just before we uh, start our podcast tonight, a, a news story came out that the A's have, in fact, fired Glenn Kuiper uh, from NBC Sports uh, for using a slur. And, I, and let me just say this very carefully. All he was doing was sharing that he went to visit the Negro League Museum. I did that all right, right? That's all. That's all he did. Just tell people that he visited that place. Fired. That's all he said. Yeah. Stop it. All my friends and rivals. Flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck. Flyers, fuck off. Flyers, fuck, flyers, fuck. Flyers, fuck off. All right, ready to go? Yeah. 16. 116. Oh man, that's only 200 away from Steve Austin 316. Wow. Bill, check his math. That is correct. Okay, you got to put it in the glass breaking uh, soundbite now. Well, no, well, listen, uh, Nick just fucking set the bar for you, fucking. Okay. You, Bill. For your fucking witty comment, Nick just oh, set the bar. It's pretty I'm fucking low. low. I'm, I'm jumping all over low. right now. 
I'm ready to jump over it right at the beginning. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, trip over it.